0: News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk.
1: Now, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres has invoked Article 99 of the UN Charter, urging the UN Security Council to act on the war in Gaza, and Walt Kilroy, lecturer in international relations at Dublin City University and associate director of its Conflict Resolutions Institute, joins us. Walt, for people listening, will you just explain what Article 99 does, what, what this means?
0: Yes, indeed. Good morning, Kira. Um, Article 99 was put into the charter uh, of the UN when uh, the organisation was being set up set up in 1945, coming out of the ashes of the Second World War. And it very clearly gives a power to the Secretary General. Um, the Secretary General isn't just a, kind of a, a, a bland international civil, civil servant who tries not to offend people. It very much gives uh, the Secretary General real powers to literally put things on the agenda of the Security Council, the Security Council of the UN uh, to, to help act as an early warning mechanism. And it's very rare that it's actually been specifically invoked. Quite a number of times, Secretaries General um, have have gone out of their way to to warn uh, of of an issue that the Security Council itself hasn't already uh, discussed uh, to really put things on the agenda. But this is the first time um, in Antonio Guterres' seven years since he became Secretary General. It's the first time that he's invoked it it means that the issue really must now be discussed by the security council <clears throat> so it's very significant in that way but really most of the most of the uh, impact it's it's like the moral authority of the secretary general being used to say international humanitarian law must be, be respected yeah. by um, all sides.
1: I, I don't think this, this Article 99 has, has been invoked since 1989, in fact. So, so it's, it's, it's been invoked very few times, but 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 not for a long time either. But it's not a straightforward thing that he invokes this and then the Security Council has to act. Isn't that the case that the permanent members of the Security Council, Russia, China, France, the UK and the US, they, they, they have a veto over what the Security Council does and doesn't do?
0: Yeah you you've hit the nail on the head there that the security council has has the real power within the UN uh, just 15 members five of them as you name them the permanent ones which have a veto and uh, quite often when there's been a really serious issue uh, it's really me- it's meant that the security council is really paralyzed we saw it last year with Ukraine when Russia invaded Ukraine what happened then uh, was that Russia? Of course, uh, was prepared to veto any resolution in the Security Council on uh, condemning its its actions in in Ukraine, um, and the same uh, is is happening here. Um, the US doesn't use its veto uh, uh, quite as often as uh, you know over time the Soviet Union or Russia has done, but it it vetoes. Um, specifically uh, on Israel Palestine, yeah, uh, and that's the issue on which it vetoes mo- more than anything else.
1: Okay, although we are hearing sort of different noises coming from the U.S. This time, it would appear things like uh, Anthony Blinken, you know, that's saying that perhaps what Israel said they were going to do by way of protecting civilians doesn't appear to be happening. It, there is it does appear to be a softening of support for Israel by the U.S. Would that be fair to say?
0: Yeah, I think it's very clear that, uh, I mean, initially, like the U.S. was standing, um, very strongly behind Israel and was, was, was invoking this. It's in a very simplistic way that the right to self defense. Yes, there is a right to self defense in international law, but it's not an absolute right. It doesn't mean you can do anything. You are still subject, uh, to international humanitarian law. Uh, you can't commit war crimes just because you're responding to war crimes that were committed by, by Hamas. And both sides have broken international humanitarian law. But, but what they were doing was in the background, you know, while, while arming uh, Israel, uh, I mean, Israel wouldn't be able to continue its military campaign without U.S. bombs, for example, um, but was quietly saying in the background um, uh, to Israel, like, please don't kill too many civilians. They're increasingly saying that publicly. Yes. They're not publicly criticizing, but we are seeing some of the countries that were, were that were the staunchest allies of Israel beginning to very meekly, I would have to say, publicly say, yes. uh, "Guys, you're really going beyond beyond here."
1: Well, obviously, this Article 99 has been triggered, so now the Security Council are going to to discuss this. And, and and let's say the veto wasn't used. Let's say let's say that that. The, the UN decides to act like those are the two options: like that, that, that they mm-hmm. will veto this, they won't do anything, or that they will decide to act. What options are open to the to the UN to intervene in these circumstances?
0: Well, if if this was any other situation, um, and and the Security Council has acted usefully in many situ- in many uh, crises, uh, you know what you would do is like you you know th- th- you would obviously um, o- ask all sides to. Um, Uh, to respect international humanitarian law. They've they've done that. They've gone as far as that. But what you would next do is you would impose sanctions. You you would impose an arms embargo. Now, that is, uh, you know, we're a million years away from that uh, because that is obviously going to be vetoed. Ultimately, um, if the UN wanted, uh, it could actually generate its own force but it's not going to do that in this situation because you know this is where like international law and politics they don't operate in parallel universes they they interact with each other i think what could be interesting here is if we saw something uh, if we saw a repeat of what happened with ukraine when the when uh, when russia vetoed um the resolution on Ukraine uh, back in February, March of last year, the exact same resolution, literally word for word, was then taken to the General Assembly. That The General Assembly, yes, um, all, all um, members, exactly, okay. and, they, and it's one country, one vote. All
1: right, so we shall wait and see what actually happens. As you said, international politics and international law don't operate in a vacuum. Thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That is Walt Kilroy, their lecturer in international relations at DCU and associate director of its conflict resolution.